0: This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There's are sleazeballs abound all over the internet. We'll be happy to take your money to chase down that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better, if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed, welcome to an episode of Season 2. Of the Jay and Silent Rob podcast, Mister Jay Swat, how are we doing today? Doing well,
1: sir. Doing well. Um, we had back to school night tonight, uh, so we had to push back the taping till about nine o'clock Eastern. I'm missing my Jags game, so I'm a little heated. I'm a little, uh, you know, multitasking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, we we persevere. That's what is this, we do. Is this
0: a Jags podcast?
1: Um, uh, if they move to London, yes, that's what I'm, I'm going to pivot. <laughs> I'm pivoting. If, if they do move, um, be the first London Jags fan. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it, you know, two weeks in once the season gets going, it just doesn't stop. It's, it's a lot of fun. We've learned a lot, still a lot more to be learned, but two data points feel a little bit more confident with things. Uh, today's show, we're going to update us on the division odds. And then we're going to look at uh, games that I have bets on or thoughts on. Uh, And then we'll get you out of here, ready for the old weekend. Uh, Obviously, like I said, this is taping at 9 o'clock on uh, Thursday night. So the Dolphins-Jags game, do not know. Hopefully my Jags persevere, of course. Um, But let's start with the updated odds. I am going to have all this posted on the show notes. Um, So really the crux of this is just – betting divisions and betting futures and kind of what that goes and entails with it. Um, so it is meant to be, uh, you know, informative, not just to make the bets, but why we're making the bets um, as the podcast entails, make you just slightly less uh, worse of a better. Um, but yeah, let's move on to NFC East. Um, Rob, I have the new um, odds up there for you. Mm-hmm. What do you, Notice what do you wonder about the NFC East now that we are two games in before week three? What, what do you notice? What do you wonder? What's changed?
0: Mm, um, you know, what stands out is that the old implied percentage of the Cowboys being a 57% chance to win the division uh, now looks higher at 71%. That's, I guess, a little surprising. Um, I would have thought – I didn't watch that closely, but I remember the Cowboys looking like shit at least one week. I guess that speaks to the length of the season is what comes to mind there. Uh, and it looks like the Eagles have really shit the bed in terms of odds uh, down from 43% to, to 22% implied percentage to win the division. That's that's a bitch.
1: Yes. This is actually this is probably the worst division in football. Uh, actually, all four teams have – under, actually, the, the Washington football team, I guess, hasn't underwhelmed. It's just their their bar was so low that they've underwhelmed. Um, Odds-wise, the Giants haven't underwhelmed, but they're, they're not making any improvements. They just lost their uh, star player, Saquon Barkley, for the year. Um, but this is more about the Eagles, and the Eagles look bad. They look really bad. The, the Cowboys don't look good, but their offense looks good. Their defense looks like a, a mess, uh, but the Eagles look really bad. And I agree with some of this. Um, and I do think the Cowboys are the right play and to win the division, or, or should I or should say our favorite should be you know, justifiably favored to win. But they actually just came back and beat the Falcons. They were down like 25 points, I think, and they came back and won. So they actually should be 0-2 as well. The Washington football team should probably still be in first place, but you know, they don't deserve shit, so who cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something I want to make note here is – you know, right now the Cowboys are sizable favorites and they really shouldn't be. It's not because of them. it's just because of the Eagles. you know going into the year we thought this was a two horse race and it still pretty much is a two horse race and it's not that one horse has gotten out to a huge lead. It's that one horse is completely you know not come out of the gate and that's with the Eagles. And I'm gonna make a bet on the Cowboys, but the reason I'm not gonna make it this week is because the Cowboys are six point underdogs at Seattle. Which means about a 30% chance they win that game, whereas the Eagles are a four and a half point favorite against the Bengals this week. So it's about a 66% chance that they win. So what that means is next week, most likely, the most likely event to occur is that the Cowboys lose. So that will bring their price down to something more affordable. And it's also likely that the Eagles win. So essentially, if you compound the two th- events, 20% of the time, a perfect storm happens. The Eagles win and the Cowboys lose. That's what we want. About 70% of the time, a mixture of the both happens. You know, it's kind of a neutral event. And then only 10% of the time would a nightmare scenario happen, which is the Cowboys upset the the Seahawks and the Eagles are upset by the Bengals. That only happens about 10% of the time. So it's important to realize when you're betting futures that while I have, I have this thought that I think the Cowboys are the right side and, and, you know, I think they are going to win the division. You, you want to bet a future when you think the price is at its best point of the year. And I'm thinking next week there's a good, there's a better chance than not that it's going to be an, a better price. And the reason I want to pick next week is because if you look at the schedule for weeks four to seven, the Cowboys are going to be favored in the next four games, whereas the Eagles are going to be underdogs in the next three games. So it's a perfect aligning of the schedule where we want to do this. So next week I will bet on the Cowboys. We also get another week of information. Maybe the Eagles aren't as bad as we think. Maybe they're actually worse than we think, or maybe an injury happens. So that's that's just something I wanted to pass along with betting futures. Um, and I'm not going to have as lengthy of a point for every division, but I just wanted to make that clear. Um, and also always shop around. I'm only using the odds from the, the best sports book, like the sharpest sports book in the, in the world pretty much. Um, and what I mean sharpest is they'll take the most amount of money. Uh, but you can, if you search around, I I found the Eagles price right here, they're being offered about three and a half to one. I found them as low as two to one at some places. And I saw the the Cowboys a little bit cheaper other places as well, but I wanted to stick with what I thought was the sharpest market. Um, and I think one of the reasons why the Eagles are, are at such a better price here is because of what we just said. Um, but yeah. Does that, that make sense, Rob, in terms of, um, you know, we, we want to kind of be patient and select when we're doing these futures bets?
0: This is such a recurring theme. Schedules matter so much. Read the fucking schedules if you're betting on this stuff. Absolutely. Timing is everything with futures.
1: And, and like I said, live betting and futures, especially in the NFL, is where I make most of my money. I mean, in fact, doing my, my pre-games, I, I'm pretty much a break even better. Um, but... My look-ahead bets, my live bets, and my futures bets, that's where I'd make my money. Um, all right, moving to the NFC North. Uh, we've got some some moving that's happening there, Rob. What do you notice? What do you see? What do you wonder?
0: Uh, Packers, um, more than double their implied percentage. Uh, last time we talked about it, 34%-ish. Now 70%-ish. Holy cow. And the Vikings uh, completely shut the bed, it appears and are down now even with the lions uh which is funny so the vikings started at 42 they're now at uh, six and two-thirds the lions started at 17 and are now at six and two-thirds so kind of wild to see Uh, just a massive mover
1: yeah and so you you kind of hit the nail on the head with the, the main part which is the vikings are just completely they they look like their season's lost they they I've downgraded them the most out of any team in my power rankings. Um, and they're 0-2, and they lost one of those games to the Packers. So the Packers, not only are they a two-game lead, but they also have the tiebreaker. Um, the Packers beat the Lions and the Vikings. So those are two massive wins because they their division wins. And the Bears are 2-0, and but they've only moved up 10%. And that really just shows you the Bears should have – they shouldn't be 2-0. And I, I know you didn't see the games, but the Bears – uh, beat the Lions because the Lions running back dropped the pass in the end zone with the clock expired. And um, the Bears last week against the Giants, I actually had money on the Giants to win the game at two to one odds. Um, they had they had like one play to win it at the end, and the Giants didn't score. So ask Liam to tell you about that one. Um, so so yeah, the, the Packers have a stranglehold here on the division, and this is another team where we want to look to buy on them, but. Uh, this week they're actually underdogs at the saints. And I kind of like the saints in this position. So if they, if the Packers lose this week, I will probably put a sizable bet on the, on the Packers to win the division. because um, most likely one of the other three teams in the division will win a game. So that, and then if you compound that with the Packers losing, then, um, you know, we're going to get a great price. Now, if the Packers win, we'll have to reevaluate the price. It might, we might just have to bite the bullet or we miss the train. Um, but Right now, they're, they're about a 45% chance of winning. Actually, about 42% chance of winning uh, in New Orleans this weekend. Moving to the NFC South, not as much movement, but what do you notice from the NFC South, Rob?
0: Um, nobody's 2-0. and oh, There's only two wins of the division. <clears throat> uh, Tampa, despite a – I guess we talked about Tampa having like Kind of a ton of unknowns. They're down only 2%, in implied percentage, down from 36 to 34. Uh, and then the Saints look good. upward trajectory there from from 52 to 64-ish. Implied percentage to win. Uh, seems like uh, shaping up to more of a one-horse race than we thought two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and, and the interesting point is, is the Saints really haven't even looked that great. It's actually just like a collective... Um, underwhelming or bad variance. so for the Falcons it was more bad variance. they should have beat the Cowboys last week uh, it's just when you go down o2 you're in like such a hole to try to win the division it's very tough and then Tampa their offense has major question marks their defense is great uh, but the Saints they lost on Monday night uh, Drew Brees there's definitely question marks there but there is talent uh, you know all, all around this uh, team so it, it's odd because yeah they, they've improved in their odds the most. Uh, but it, it's not in the way that, that looks uh, you know, the easiest path, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's more about the question marks or the unfortunate luck with the other teams. Carolina is 0-2, and they're a they're bottom three team, but we knew that going into the year. They're not trying to win. Um, so it's really a three-horse race, but I don't think the Falcons are necessarily out of it. Uh, they need to start winning games immediately, uh, but they haven't lost any division games. So that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. and. Tampa or, or New Orleans hasn't done anything to, to put, you know, have me move them into the top tier. So mm-hmm. they, you know, it, it's not over yet, but yeah, I, I see your assessment. And, and like I said, I'll put these all in the show notes and, um, you know, we'll, uh, I think it's easier when you see these things to, and that's what this exercise is really about is just seeing how the odds have changed and, and trying to connect dots there. Sorry, the Jags just scored and I'm just, you know, I'm freaking rolling face right now. Uh but yeah, moving on over to the NFC West, what do you notice, what do you
0: see, what do you wonder? NFC West, there's a bunch of 2-0 and o teams, three of them. That's pretty cool. Uh, do, 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 do. It seems like everyone, every single team in the NFC West has an implied percentage, at least 20%, uh, to win this division. So this is a very competitive division, a lot of parity, uh, some decently sized moves, so the cards are up. From 10% to 21%, the Rams are up from 17 to 26. Uh, Seahawks are up, and then most of that was given by the 49ers not looking good. So the 49ers starting at 44% chance to win the division down to 20. 20 uh, is not written off, but 20 is not not good. They're they're now they went from first to last, uh, which is the name of a, a an emo band that someone should go check out.
1: Yeah. Also Ricky Bobby's, uh, creed in life. So, um, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. The biggest thing here is, is this division, we going into this thought this is this and probably the AFC North was the best in the league. And it's done nothing to disprove that. Uh, the only loss in the division was a necessary loss because the Cardinals and Niners played each other. Everyone else, the this division is, uh, six and, or excuse me, seven and one, uh, Seahawks, they, they look great. They're the new favorites. As Rob mentioned, the Niners going into the year were the favorites at a 44% chance. Now they have the worst odds at 20% just under the Cardinals. Cardinals have looked good. The Rams have looked good. And I, I had a position on them under for the year. I still am not t- too worried about that. But I'd be lying if I said, you know, I, I thought they'd be this good. Uh, they've definitely been impressive. Uh, but it is early in the year. Uh, this is going to be a, a fun race. Um, but I do think the Seahawks are the the best team in this, in this division. And that's really just comes down to Russell Wilson. Uh, but yeah, you know, in two weeks, it's crazy to have the, the favorite men become the last place.
0: Uh, to Take any, take any division bets over here here.
1: I'm, I'm not, I am not. I, I might, if the Seahawks have a stumble, I, I might do it. Uh, I think they should be a little bit more favored than they are right now but it's still so e- early in the season and then with the cardinals and the rams one of those two teams is going to going to be 4-0, 4-1. So it's going to keep the Seahawks price pretty uh, you know reasonable. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to wait for a down year or a down week they have whether they lose this week to the cowboys or something like that nature and then I would probably make a bet on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just to get a little bit more information because there's, there's you can make a case for any of these four teams winning. Uh, so with so many unknowns I'm going to let it play out a little bit more, um, because I know one team, like the Cardinals and the Rams. I, I don't think the Cardinals and the Rams are going to win the division. I, I don't, but one of those two will stick around till at least Week Nine, Week Ten, Week Eleven as a legitimate threat, at least odds wise, and that'll give me enough time where I can, you know, reassess, find the perfect time to enter the market, and and capitalize. Yep. yep. All right, let's switch on over to the AFC. Um starting with the AFC East. You see there, um okay. what do you notice, what do you wonder?
0: Uh do, do do do. Not a ton of change over here. It looks like the uh rich get richer and the poor get slightly poorer. So the the two favorites are still the Bills and the Pats are still top of the world. Um they are the the Pats at 45% implied percentage and, and Bills at uh, nearly 60, which I guess is surprising. Uh, I don't remember what you said about the Bills preseason, but that's that's very strong. market really likes them for the rest of this year. Um, and it looks like the Jets and Dolphins are, are all but ridden off for, for division chances here.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, the Patriots and the Bills have both exceeded expectations. They both came in with kind of above-average uh, expectations, and they've both um, you know, upgraded up to probably good to, to maybe great teams. Um, Cam Newton has looked great for the Patriots. And Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills, has looked really good, albeit against not the best competition. I'm excited they play the Rams this weekend to see how they look against a pretty, you know, at least a, above average team. Uh, but yeah, the Jets are are a dumpster fire. This was a team member I had a huge under on. And I said, you know, if you just look at their roster, this is like a seven-win team, but their coaching and their franchise and all this is just so bad that it's cancerous, and that's really what's taking shape. So um, I got under six and a half wins with them. So that's pretty much going to be a lock. Uh, and then the Dolphins aren't as bad as the odds may uh, imply, but they're 0-2. Um, that's two division losses as well. And they're young. And, and they're not really playing for this year. Um, but they are not. They and the Jets, there's a, there's a tier in between the Dolphins and the Jets. Although the odds, I can see why the odds would show something else. And that Really the odds are just showing how well the Patriots and the Bills have played. And they both have played really, really well. Uh, this is a side
0: note, but when you're betting these division futures specifically, are you sometimes looking to take like, so the market thinks that there's, you know, an I don't know, 90, <laughs> high 90% chance that it's either the Bills or the Pats, right? That wins this division. Um, do you look to take bets over the course of a season where you're like, yeah, I want an entry on the Bills in the past because I think this is truly a two-horse race. Um, where where you win, where uh, for for either team winning the division.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's called arbitrage, and uh, it's not officially arbitrage because there is a mathematical chance that the Dolphins could, you know, fucking just uh, go insane and, and rattle off 10 straight wins or something like that. But yeah, absolutely. And I, you can actually do arbitrage right now if you shop around books. And I was kind of looking at it. I just think it's it's too early in the year because let's say Cam got hurt or Josh Allen got hurt or, you know, the Dolphins aren't necessarily mathematically eliminated yet. If we get to week four, week five, and they don't have two or three wins, then, then in my mind they're mathematically eliminated. Um, I shouldn't say mathematically, but practically uh, mm-hmm. eliminated. Uh, but yeah, I will look to that angle. And and what you can do is you can look you look at the schedule and you can shop around in different sports books. Cause there is about a fifty cent difference I've found with the Patriots price and a 30% 30% uh, po- difference with the Bills price. So if you shop around, you can find that. So yeah, that that's a different way to bet. And that there are people who make money betting on serious money betting sports betting who don't know any of the players' names, but they do exactly that. They have they have programs they they write. And they just find the best prices, and once it gets to the other side or an event happens that changes it, then they lock in profit with arbitrage. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that is a way, and I'm sure with financial, you know, uh, institutional investors, they do similar things with hedge funds. Um, but but yeah, they lock in that profit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, let's move on to AFC North. That's a great point. I, I'm glad you brought that up. AFC North. What do you see? What do you notice? What do you wonder?
0: Another division with not a ton of dramatic moves here. Uh, Rich also got richer, still highly, highly favored. <laughs> Ravens went from 68 to 79%. That's the story here. The other story is Steelers looking... Uh, oh, no, I was thinking they jumped. Steelers didn't jump for shit. They're from 21 to 22%. Uh, Browns fell off. Bengals written off. Um Super heavy on Ravens. We know they're one of the best teams in football.
1: Yeah, and, and they're actually better than people thought. So I, I was pretty high on the Ravens coming in the year, and, and now I think the market's adjusting. But I think the Steelers caught your eye because you see the Steelers were 2-0, and and their odds didn't even change. So the Steelers mm-hmm. could not have performed essentially better. I mean, of course, they could have been more dominant in their victories. But in terms of you know points you get for winning, uh, they couldn't be any better, and their odds didn't budge. So that just shows you, you kind of have to infer this, of course, but it just shows you how much respect the market has for the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the Ravens play the Chiefs this weekend, and I actually have money on the Ravens, uh, but a part of me kind of wants the Ravens to lose just so these prices get cheaper, and I can just throw so much more money on this, which is a much lower variance event. A a season-long is way less variance than a single-game event Mm -hmm. um, because the Ravens are fucking unreal. Um, defensively, offensively running the ball, passing the ball. Uh, The chiefs showed issues. The Steelers Steelers look really good. The first game, second game, not as good, but they're a good team. Uh, The Browns aren't even that bad. The Browns got their ass kicked by the Ravens, but that was more about the Ravens and the Browns. Um, The Browns played really well last week against the Bengals. Um, The Browns are seven point favorites this week against uh, the Washington football team. It's, it's really not about anyone else. It's it's one of those uh, you know high school breakups where it's it's not me or it's not you. It's me type of deal. It's it's really just the Ravens are just this damn good, uh, and even the Bengals haven't even looked that bad. Um, so yeah, this is just more of a story. The Ravens are fucking badass, and you know we're going to look to capitalize the bet on them sometime in the year when they they stumble on a game. You know whether that randomness or just a bad performance, and we're going to try to capitalize on it. Uh, also, this is the best line. Like I said, in the world, there are cheaper other places. This is just shows you what the what the best market in the world thinks. And I I have taken positions, um, smaller positions, at other books because the price is so much better over there. Um, but yeah, you are gonna want to if you don't get it after this weekend. So if the Ravens win this weekend, pretty much the price is never gonna get cheaper. And if they lose this weekend, it's never gonna get cheaper. It's it's pretty much you know. It, I mean, the price is going to go down because they lost. So that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Uh, but but yeah, the Ravens are, are really good. And here, here's the thing. Last year, the Ravens got upset in the playoffs. So we saw the Chiefs go on and win the Super Bowl. If the Ravens didn't get upset in the playoffs, they would have met in the AFC title game and they could have very easily gone and won the Super Bowl. It's, it's just recency bias. Um, these are Chiefs and Ravens are two amazing teams. The Ravens are three and a half point favorites right now for that Monday night game against the Chiefs. And we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but yeah, the Ravens are damn good, man. They're damn good. Uh, how about the AFC South? What do you notice? What do you wonder?
0: Let's see. Uh, Texans odds cut in half from 21 to 11 ish. Titans up a lot. That's pretty impressive. Titans from 38 to over 50%. So the market now likes the Titans the most in this division, but the uh, Colts not that far behind. Thirty-seven uh, percent, even though they're down eight percent from from where they started. So the Colts and Titans have, have flip flopped um, in their odds of preference in the division, and it's fairly balanced. You got uh, two teams, one and one, and uh, a two and oh team and an O and two team.
1: Yeah, this this team or this division is actually pretty much on par. The only thing that has has made the odds change so much is there was an upset. The Jags beat the Colts. The Jags shouldn't have beat the Colts. Uh, the Colts outgained the Jags Week One by 200 plus yards. They were a much better team. It's just turnovers, failed fourth down conversions, just a randomness that is an NFL football game. Um, so the Jags get the point for the win in the in the standings. So that that affects the odds and that triggers the Titans because they're two and zero, even though they won their first game by two points and their second game by three points to go all the way up 14. Um, this this pretty much division is playing out as we expected. Titans do take an early lead because of that upset, um, but nothing major has changed. Um, Jags won a game, but they they won't win more than five games this year. Uh, my Jags, uh, and, and Texans, yeah, they're down ten percent, but it's because they play the Chiefs and the Ravens. I mean, no team. I mean, you get that schedule; you, the average team wins a game 10% of the time in that scenario. So that, that's more about who they play than who they are. I, I don't think the Texans are good, but we don't have enough information yet to, to make that definitive thing. Um, all right. How about the AFC West? What do you notice? What do you wonder?
0: This was the heavy one last time and it remains heavy. Somehow the highest implied percentage from when we first went over it of 84.38% for the chiefs went up to 85.71. That's pretty remarkable. That's the closest thing we got to a lock on what we've looked at for these division pieces. Um, not a lot of movement elsewhere, except for the Broncos gave up some some implied probabilities to uh, mostly the Raiders, and a little bit to the Chargers. So it looks like the Raiders still an over ten percent implied chance, thirteen ish on the Raiders to win this division. So that's not that's not trivial, uh, but it's just pretty remarkable that the Chiefs are. Implied eighty five point seven one percent to win this.
1: Absolutely, and the Chiefs. What's even more remarkable is the Chiefs had to go to overtime to beat the Chargers this weekend. So the Chiefs didn't even look good last week. But there's just that much respect in the market because they are the world champs. They are, you know, they just their offense is unbelievable. They did show some holes. Um, The Ravens are clearly better than them as of right now. Now they, the Ravens and the Chiefs play this weekend. That could easily change. But what we know now from two weeks, the Ravens are a class above—not not too much higher, but definitely a class above. Um, we kind of predicted one of these three teams would kind of come out to have a pseudo compete, you know, competition with this division. It's the Raiders right now at two and zero. That's just because they've won two games. It, it really is almost more telling that they're only at thirteen percent, despite being. Two and 0. it's kind of like the Steelers, right? The fact that they they're only at twenty two percent, even though they're two and 0. it just shows you how good the Ravens were. It's the same thing here with the the Chiefs. Um, the the Raiders they they're not going to be able to compete, compete with the Chiefs. Uh, they just can't get to that 9-10-11 win plateau. And, and I think the Chiefs' floor is like nine, and that that's if like Patrick Mahomes you know gets hurt. And of course, nobody wants that. Um, Broncos just ran into some terrible luck with injuries. They lost their first game by two points. Um, they were in it with the Steelers with a backup quarterback, um, and I just hope Vic Fangio gets another year there because he had injuries last year, he had injuries this year. The guy was like a coordinator for thirty years, and then he finally got a chance to coach a team, and he's just been really unlucky. Um, and the Chargers they get just had their rookie quarterback come in. They almost beat the Chiefs, but they just don't play uh, uh, aggressive enough offensive style to. To do any real damage, they could they could you know weasel in the playoffs as a wild card team, but they'll never compete with the Ravens or the Chiefs um, the way they play. They just run the ball too much. They're too conservative, and now they have a rookie quarterback who who showed a lot of promise, obviously. But being a rookie quarterback in the NFL, there's just growing pains. Um, so yeah, that that's what we've learned. And if you think about it, that's a lot that's changed in two weeks. I mean, but then you really think about it, two weeks in a seventeen game season, um, you know that that's what. 13, 14, maybe 15% almost uh, of the season. So, you know, th- there is a lot of information we've got there. Um, there is a lot of changes that are going on. Um, and those are the division odds. I will obviously post all my bets I make in Twitter. Uh, so please follow me at Sports if you don't already. Uh, but I kind of want you to just see how things change so much week in, week out. And then if you can look at those schedules and make some inferencing you know, things, uh, you can really take advantage of that. Uh, any questions uh, before we wrap up that exercise and we move on to this week's games? No, all good. Okay, good. I I think that went well. And I I hope, you know, if you have any questions about that, please reach out. Um, I do love explaining this stuff. Damn it. My Jags are down 27. Um, but yeah. All right. Let's start with the first game that I, I have a, uh, a opinion on and that's the Patriots hosting the Raiders. Uh, did you get to see the saints? You're, you're like a quasi-Saints fan. Did you get to see them play Monday night by any chance? No. So they, they went out to Las Vegas, which um, unreal that they have a freaking uh, team. So happy for them. Uh, but they went out to Las Vegas, one up like 10 nothing, and then got destroyed by the Raiders uh, in their first game in Las Vegas. Saints did not look too good. Raiders did look pretty good. But the big thing here is um, the Raiders kind of celebrated – as they should have their first win ever in the city, you know, it was big. They beat the saints just the way they celebrated is, is just very telling, you know, and, and then you factor in, it was Monday night football. Uh, the Patriots played Sunday night in Seattle. Then they traveled home this, and the Patriots lost the game at the very end. They had, they had a score from like two yard line. They lost. Um, so right there, there's already an advantage. They had a week or this mean, they had an extra day of prep. Then you factor in, the Patriots are coached by Bill Belichick and great coaches off a loss is, is just like, I don't care. The sport is a great angle in sports betting. Um, I think Duke basketball is is like, like a 65, maybe 7% against the spread. Um, Especially when coach K was like in his heyday. It's just, it's just really, you know, it's a great angle. And this number is under a touchdown. It's even under six. I don't know how it's under six. I bet this last week, uh, uh, looking ahead a week at minus. Uh, five and a half. It's minus five and a half now. There's no way it closes this way unless there's some injury we're missing. It'll at least be six, probably six and a half, and it might even get to seven. I like the Patriots under seven. Um, I, I just love the situation. An extra day of prep. Raiders off an emotional victory coming across the country playing the one o'clock game, which is obviously the 10 o'clock body clock game. And the Patriots off a loss. I mean, I, I love the situation. I, power rankings, I have it at a six points, so pretty much right where the spread is. If you're just like, hey, two teams, uh, you know, factoring the home field, but then you factor in that situation, um, I, I really love that spot with the Patriots. Uh, and I, I don't think the Raiders are necessarily bad. I just think they're they're, they're talent wise, they're, they're not there. And I'm not ready to move them up. Um, you know, adjust them that quickly based on what they saw, but but based on what I've seen in their games. Um, moving on to the next game, the 49ers against the Giants. Uh, this initially opened six and a half points. This is now down to three and a half, and that's just because of the 49ers' injuries. Uh, the 49ers also, they played in New York last week, so they've been like at a resort in West Virginia. Not sure why they went to West Virginia, but they went to this like five-star resort in uh, West Virginia. Uh, so they've stayed on the East Coast. And they've just got their quarterbacks hurt. Two of their best defensive players are hurt. Um, almost all their wide receivers, their best tight ends hurt. Uh, And the Giants are coming home 0-2. They could have very easily beat the Bears last week, kind of like a must-win game. They just lost their star player. Uh, I really like the Giants this week. I got them at plus four. It's mostly plus three and a half now. Uh, I I like that. As long as you're getting the three, so three and a half is the the least amount I would take this at Um, because you do want to get that three. I think it's going to be a grind-out game. Uh, not gonna be pretty, but the Giants haven't necessarily been great, but they haven't underwhelmed either. I think they've been at an expectation. If anything, maybe slightly above. And I do like the the zero two team coming home needing a win. I like that narrative, even though we don't want to put too much money behind narratives. But when when we're we already like aside a side from a fundamental analysis, it's good to get uh, those narratives that that you like as well. Uh, anything about those first two games before I move on to some other ones I like, Rob.
0: No, you like the the Patriots. Big surprise, dude.
1: Yeah, putting money behind the Patriots, not the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, next, moving on, uh, I have the Browns minus six. Right now they're at minus seven. I bet this last week. So once again, I I like to take advantage of betting a week ahead. And I have two that I'm looking at for next week. Uh, So I'll share those at the end. But it's just a good way. You kind of have to connect some dots here. Um, But it's the, you know, these lines move and they're so sharp that you, you, you know, you got to be ahead of the market. So I got this at a six. The seven is obviously a very key number with the touchdown. Um, but the Browns have 10 days rest. So they played last Thursday night and they're staying at home. Whereas the Washington football team was in Arizona last week, got fucking waxed, and now they have to be on the road again to fabulous Cleveland. And I think Cleveland's really good. They, they got their ass kicked against the Ravens week one. But like I said, that's more about the Ravens than it's about Cleveland. They were very impressive last week. They should have blown out the Bengals. The Bengals just converted, I think five fourth downs to somehow get the backdoor cover against the Browns. Um, as long as it stays seven or less, I like it. If it gets to seven and a half, I, I I'm not a big fan of it, but I got the six. Like I said, um, I also teased this game down to a minus one and I teased it with the giants. So, the Giants were at plus four. I got them up to 10. I know I said you're not supposed to do those numbers, but this is one of those situations with the Giants. It's a lower total. Uh, I like getting those extra points. And then the Browns, all they got to do is win the game. If they win by one, I get my money back. Um, but but this Washington football team, their offense is, is not good. Their defense line is good. They have good pass rush. But the Cleveland Browns can run the ball. A great way to prevent a, a good pass rush is just run the ball. Run it right at them. Um, so... Uh, yeah, like the Browns. Uh, moving on to a game, I want to briefly talk about the Falcons Bears. I don't want to lay three points with the Falcons. Um, the Falcons are zero and two. The Bears are two and zero. But do you see who's favored, Rob? I see the Falcons are favored. Fa- Falcons are favored, so that that should be a re- uh, you know kind of a red flag right there when you see an zero and two team favored against a two and zero team. We talked about the Bears really aren't that good of a team. They shouldn't be two and zero. They could have very easily lost their two games. Falcons coming home. They just lost a, a heart wrenching game, uh, one of the biggest comebacks in Cowboys history. Um, and but the thing is, is you got to pay a, a tax on this three. It's not just a flat three. You got to pay one twenty five to win hundred right now at most places. I don't want to pay that. The Falcons have a great offense, but they have a bad defense. So at some point in this game, the Bears will be leading. Okay, maybe you know maybe the Falcons go out and win. Just just lead the whole in the time. That probably happens. 10 15 maybe to 20% of the time and then we don't lose any of like that we just we just miss the bet but what most likely is going to happen at some point in the game the Bears will be up then we'll take the Falcons at around right around like a pick em. so all the Falcons have to do is win the game and that's how I, I'm going to look to bet that game now obviously one of the benefits of betting live is maybe you see something in that game you don't like and then you don't make the bet um, but I don't want to bet I don't want to pay that extra tax for the Falcons here. Um, when I know their defense is so bad that at some point the Bears will score. Uh, obviously, maybe the Falcons wax them, but we don't lose anything, and that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll play a game where we don't lose anything all day all day long. Uh, the next game I want to talk about briefly is the Broncos versus the Buccaneers. Uh, Broncos coming home 0-2, uh, hosting the Buccaneers, who are 1-1. Broncos have a backup quarterback in. It's pretty much a must-win game for them. They're about 6 points. Underdogs now about five and a half. I took the Broncos plus three and a half for the first half. You're gonna. I I talked about Vic Fangio. I think he's a he's a good coach in the NFL, especially with defense. And good defenses at home are things I like to back. Tampa Bay's offense is not that good. A a really good defense, uh, but their offense is not that good. I think you're going to get a desperate Broncos team. It's going to be a low scoring game. It's one of the lowest totals of the week. Uh, So I do like the Broncos first half, especially with that three and a half. So if, it's, if they're down by three at half, we win. That three is so very important. Um, next, just some games I want to briefly touch on. I don't know if I'll have a position on any of them. Highest point uh, total of the week is the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Cowboys have no fucking defense at all, but they have a great pass attack. Uh, Seahawks have a good secondary, but not a good pass rush. But They have pretty much right now week three's MVP and Russell Wilson. That's why they're about a five-point favorite right now. This is a game that I do think will go back and forth. Uh, I think at some point the Cowboys will be up. Um, Also, hashtag uh, shout-out to myself, I bet last week the Cowboys and the Falcons, I took them the total over live. And one of the reasons I did that is because the Falcons got up to a really big lead, but the Falcons can't run the ball. So usually game theory tells you if you have a big lead, you want to run the ball because you want to milk the clock, you want to maintain possession, uh, but they physically cannot run the ball. So they had to keep throwing the ball, which, of course, takes less time off the clock. Then the Cowboys, conversely, with a great offense, are in a we need to score quick mode, so they're going to chuck the ball. Um, So I took like over 62, I think 79 points were scored in the game. Um, so it's just one of those things where, you know, if you know these teams well enough, situations will present themselves organically that you can take advantage of. And that's, that's what's so great about live betting is you can't really predict them, but if you do your homework and something falls in your lap, you can take advantage of it. Um, so it's just something to think about. Um, could be something too here where, you know, uh, if Seattle falls down, you know, let's say 14, nothing, knowing that, uh, that the Cowboys' defense is so damn bad, and the Seahawks with Russell Wilson are so good, you might want to take the Seahawks live. You know, just certain things like that. Having that that domain knowledge that you can apply in a live bet scenario that you might might not be able to apply in a in a pregame scenario. Um, does that make sense at all, Rob? We're talking about that with with live betting. It does. It
0: does. It's got me more curious on you taking that over last week, uh, Falcons Cowboys. Um, I, I get that it's a a positive EV move for the kind of game theory reasons, but I think I, I would categorize that if we were if we were comparing it to the world of investments, there's a uh, there's a subset of investments that you might call event driven or special situations. Uh, and, and that's how I'd categorize that as kind of a special situations thing where it's sp- very like team scenario, game theory, like you know how they're gonna act. Um, and if you can get that part with a pretty good certainty, then the outcome part is, is of course not a given, but it's not such a, such an outrageous chain of events, um, to occur and that would worked out. So got of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just those if then scenarios, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, and then that's just, I know this is kind of like higher level stuff. I'm just trying to introduce concepts to people, uh, because if you just think you can wake up on Sundays, uh, and, and pick you know, against the spread, you know the, these lines that have been beat into by the market makers all week long. and You think you're going to have any chance of making money? You're just not. And, and you know, you turn on ESPN, you see all these commercials. They make it seem so easy, and it's just, it's just not. Uh, so I'm just trying to give you a different avenues and way to to, to bet, and just also just think about the games. Um, Sunday night game will be a good one. Packers hosting, or excuse me, visiting the Saints. Um, this is one of those angles too. The Saints lost on Monday Night Football. So the look-ahead line was 4.5. It opened 2.5 because the Saints looked bad on Miami football, and now it's been met up to 3. I think this will actually close maybe 3.5. Um, I don't love the Saints. I don't also love the Packers either. I think the Packers are, are kind of running really well. I mean, I think part of it is they're good, but I also think they're, they're a little bit overrated from their hot start. Um, so this is kind of two teams I, I, I don't want to back at all um, to more or less watch it. Uh, but I understand why the market is moving the way it is. Uh, and if you do want to bet the Packers, I would wait until right around kickoff, you'll probably get three and a half, uh, plus three and a half, which obviously the three most important number in football. And then Monday night, we have a treat, Rob. We do have a treat. You do need to watch this, okay? You got a damn sports podcast, and this is the best game of the year. Uh, I will be up in Baltimore uh, watching this game somewhere. Uh, and it's the Chiefs playing the Ravens. Ravens best team in football right now. Chiefs defending uh, Super Bowl champs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, your boy Chris Hollinsworth is not going to be calling the game. But uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Ravens open a, p- a point and a half favorite. They're all been bet all the way up to three and a half. I think this is a close maybe four, if not four and a half. Uh, I did get I got Ravens three at a. I had a paid a bit of a tax on it, but the three being so important, uh, I want to be on this Ravens train. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna be fun to watch. This could be a, there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, just under fifty, or the total's fifty four. So this is a game potentially you could trade, especially because we know the Chiefs can come back from pretty much any score. Um, but the Ravens are just better. They're better defensively. They're better holistically um, on offense. The Chiefs can pass the ball better, which is the the ultimate skill in modern NFL. Um, but it's just gonna be a hell of a game. You really should watch it. Uh, and, and yeah, I, like I said, I, I have a position on the Ravens already. Um, I'm not super comfortable with the, the three and a half or the four. Um, if, it, you know, if you didn't get that, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're not going to get the three anymore. I would maybe look at betting a Chiefs or the Ravens live. If, if the say cause most, you know, there's probably a, a 50, 60, maybe 7% chance. The chiefs will be leading at some point in the game. Um, you know, maybe take the Ravens live there. Uh, but yeah, the Ravens are a better team. They're at home. Uh, you know, make the Chiefs prove it.
0: So these lines are unlikely to move between now we're recording Thursday night and Monday. And if they do, it's it's barely.
1: Um, yes and no. Um, the biggest moves will happen, I'd say about sixty percent of the time early in the week. Uh, but what happens is sometimes those are head fakes. <laughs> so limits get released uh, day by day. So for example, you can get usually about the, the week starts. Let's just go through an NFL uh, week. The week starts Sunday night, just, just after the main slate of games. So before Sunday night football, they put out the lines for next week. Now they have look ahead lines, but you can only put like two, sometimes maybe five grand down at the, on those games, look aheads. So then we get information. They take the lines down when there's games all day Sunday. And then after the, the, Sunday afternoon games, they put up the openers is what they're called. And they'll take usually about two grand for the first 30 minutes. And then they'll up that to about five grand after that. And then you'll start seeing money come in to shape the market. Uh, And then you'll kind of Monday, Tuesday, things are still kind of vague injury report wise. So you'll see some moves, but nothing major. The biggest one is Sunday night as soon as they come out. And then Wednesday injury reports come out and then they start taking bigger bet sizes. So then you'll start seeing some more moves. Gradually Friday's practice report is kind of like the last practice report. So if any surprises are on there, anything of that nature, uh, so you'll see some moves because of that. Saturday the limits get opened a little bit more and then Sunday it's like, you know, you can get you can get six figures down easy on a game. Um, and then you'll see some movements on s- that Saturday night going into Sunday. You'll see some movements because now it's like Everyone's going to show their cards because there's no reason holding off in information. I can get as much money down essentially as I want on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so yeah. The, so you'll see in the lifespan of a week if you start with the, the Sunday, as you know us, us Christians do. Um, you start Sunday night when the openers happen. There's going to be movement. Monday, Tuesday, not too much will happen. You maybe a point or so. Wednesday. Uh, you'll see something because then you'll see some practice report information will come out. Limits will increase a little bit Thursday. F- eh, not too much Friday. You'll see the final practice report. So you'll see some information because of that. And then Saturday afternoon, evening to Sunday morning, you'll see a, a last little kind of the, the last moves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you'll see a game, maybe tearing back and forth Sunday morning, you'll see it'll, it'll get driven one way. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah, um, But yeah, that's the lifespan of an MNF, uh, NFL betting cycle, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just mention a couple of bets I'm looking for for next week. Um, oh, I, I also am on the Titans minus one and a half. I got this early. Soon, one of the openers, they're kind of at a three now. This is just the Vikings are bad. Uh, I wouldn't take it at a three, but if you can get under a three, I would take the Titans. Um. That, that was for this week, not not next week. Next week, I am on the or the Patriots plus seven and a half. They're going to Kansas City. So this is one of those situations where, first of all, you're getting the Patriots points. Uh, you probably know the theme here. I like betting on the Patriots. Um, but the Chiefs are going to Baltimore, game of the year, playing the Ravens, and then they got to come home next week and play the Patriots. I mean, not that they'll overlook the Patriots, but their Patriots, once again, get an extra day of rest. Um, and it's hard to get up for a Monday night football game against the Ravens, and then you have to get up again for the Patriots. Uh, I also have this just with my numbers right now. I have the Patriots about six points worse than the Chiefs. Uh, you factor in maybe a point, point and a half. So the, the number's right. I just really like the situation. Uh, another bet that I haven't made yet, but I'm looking at the Ravens minus 13 against the Washington football team. Uh I'm just because of the situation I just mentioned that they play in a huge game Monday night football wise. Uh, I might not bet this, uh, but this game will close probably 14 and a half, 15. So 14 is a semi key number. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can bet a week ahead. And, and even for myself, I mean, I, I don't have crazy amount of money on these games just because I don't have the, you know, my, my margin of error or me, my circle of competence is more live betting and futures. So my I bet more money in those games because I have a higher ROI. Uh, but still, we can find some edges here with these look-ahead lines uh, that, you know, we can eke out a point or so of value. Uh, is there anything else before we uh, wrap it up for the week there, Rob?
0: I think that's it, dude. Uh Good, good roundup this week. A lot of, a lot of good future stuff. And, um, uh, we'll catch you again next Thursday.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just hope my, my Jags come back.
0: Yeah. Go London Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll see you next week.
0: Peace.